Hello and welcome to From My Home to Yours, Episode 9. I'm Matt. I'm Bernadine. And we've got a very special episode for you this week. So we're not going to amble on about ourselves too much, but definitely do stick around because there's some interesting stuff. Bernadine, what should we update our dutiful listeners on before we get stuck into what will be the main segment of this episode? We want to give a shout out to Matt's beautiful, gorgeous, kind, generous, lovely cousin Gavin, whom (laughs) you can probably tell that we adore. Yeah. He emailed us saying that he'd listened through most of the episodes. He was delayed on a few just for some subject matter in a couple. He was making his way through it, but he said he's really appreciated it and especially appreciated the pronunciation of chamomile. We actually got that from him. (laughs) Yeah. It's so embedded now that, that, that I can't say it any other way. So, and we also have my mom saying chamomile instead of chamomile. So, Gavin, your pronunciation of chamomile is literally across the world at this point and across our listeners. And look, everybody say that too. Drive it like you like the mass, and a cup of chamomile <laughs> is waiting for you. <laughs> and light the f-ing candle while you're at it. Now, on the subject of tea, the, the second little piece of news we'll tackle before we get stuck into the episode is that uh, we got in touch with Tea Tonic, which is one of Bernadine's favorite teas. And with us drinking it on the podcast and enjoying it so much, they've offered you all something special, where if you make an order of over $40, you can use the promo code FMHTY20, that's FMHTY20, to save 20% off that order. Now that's over 40 Australian dollars, and it's all bought through the T-Tonic website, which will be available in the show notes. And they do ship internationally. This was something really important that we wanted to check out. So Australian listeners, you'll probably get it a little bit quicker. (laughs) But anyone in Ireland who's interested, or any other country for that matter, uh, make sure you check the international shipping details, but also make sure you plug that promo code in. Again, FMHTY, $20, $40 or more. And I would strongly recommend anybody who's ever visited our house in Melbourne, or indeed actually here in Ireland, will know that we have Teutonic Teas. And the two teas that I have consistently ordered, and I have ordered tea tonic teas every year that we've lived in Australia, are French Earl Grey. I order the tea leaf tea and the dark chocolate and black tea, tea leaf tea. And uh, I actually brought a tin of dark chocolate and black tea back to my mom last year. And I also got one posted for us to have here to make sure because I couldn't leave Australia without one. But I did have to post it. So huge advocate for tea tonic tea. And it was actually your mother that got me onto it, Matt, because she brought mm. me home a variety pack from holidays once. So it's a it's a full circle moment. That Keep it all in the family. <laughs> yeah, and we're getting to um, promote it and share it with other people. So we'd love if you get to enjoy some tea tonic tea using the promo code from the podcast. And I think tentatively, perhaps in a few weeks, we'll have a tea tonic episode of the Ooh. podcast where we'll be drinking one of those two tea types ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you can drink it while you listen to that episode. Absolutely. We could have a tea tonic party. We'll have a tea tonic party episode. That sounds awesome. Let's line that one up. All right. Now, the main subject for this episode, if you haven't read the show notes already, is an interview with John Healy of Healy Insurances. Now, we have talked about Mary from Healy's, not Mary Healy, being kind of viral hit among the expat repat community because she finds the incredible deals on car insurance. She also did the same for us. And 
we were very keen to find out a little bit more and have them share some of their wisdom with you. So in this interview that we managed to lock down with John, we'll be talking about car insurance specifically, the things to watch out for, a bit of history from car insurance in Ireland, and a lot of big tips for any repats or expats thinking about purchasing a car and insuring it. And especially if you've been driving in another country for a long time, this will be super important for you to make sure that you're saving as much money as possible when you take out car insurance in Ireland. Lots of gems and lots of pearls of wisdom in this excellent interview, which Matt did with John, which is awesome and very interesting to listen to. (laughs) And hang out for after the interview where we'll reveal kind of a teaser of a teaser of something to come up in future episodes. Something to do with Healy Insurances. Mm-hmm. So make sure you keep listening. This is all very exciting. Oh, yeah. We're Ooh. going places. <laughs> well, we've, we've gone to the place. and we're, now, we're there. We're actually at the place. Now, now we're taking everyone with us. Absolutely. You're coming with us on the journey, guys. All right. Enjoy the interview, guys. Launcher. Welcome to a very special episode of From My Home to Yours, where I get to talk with John Healy of the infamous and famous Healy Insurances. They seem to have been running for approximately 40 years at this stage, and John has been heading it up for just about 20 years. Uh, They've covered farm insurance, home, car insurance, a bunch of different insurance types that you might expect, plus plenty more, I'm sure. So I'm very happy to welcome John Healy to the podcast. How are you going today, John? Hi, Matthew. Lovely, Lovely to be on board. How are you? Not too bad. Now, uh, we were mentioning just before starting recording that your insurance company has become uh, quite famous among the expat and repat community because of one of your employees, Mary Doyle, who has sometimes been referred to as Mary Healy on occasion, uh, mistakenly so. Yes. But uh, to have that kind of brand affiliation to be so close, I guess, is really helpful. But before we get to that kind of viral sensation, that you've become, why don't you give us a bit of background about how Healy Insurance has started and where you fit in? Sure. So my father opened Healy Insurances back in 1981. Uh, so we're here 40 something years now at this stage. I joined back in 2002, which seems like yesterday, but it was a long time ago. Mm. Back then, we had a team of two people, plus myself and my father. And today we have a uh, a team of 13 uh, in the office this morning, which is wonderful growth. And, and it's great to be part of uh, something that is successful. You know, it's, it's a good buzz. Well, it's a long time to be part of insurance. And from what I could tell you, uh, mm. your dad brought you through the insurance game for quite a long time before you took over running the ship, right? That's right. Yeah. So uh, I came here in 02 and worked hand in hand with my father up to 2011. Unfortunately, he passed away then, but we had uh, we had a good number of years. Prior to that, I had I had worked as an underwriter with Aviva and Allianz. Mm. So I had a good cutting of the teeth from a company side of things as well. That always helps because broking is a, it's a different game, but you need both perspectives always, you know. So the insurance broking side of things, just for those who might not be familiar with, with what the process is like for what you do. Mm. You're not a direct contact for insurance companies, but you mm-hmm. work as the middleman to get the best deal? Yes. So we would have direct agencies with over 35 insurance companies 
some Irish, some international, uh, some with access into things like Lloyds of London, et cetera, uh, or larger international markets. And so when a customer would contact us for a particular type of insurance, we would know where to go instinctively and, and professionally with our, with our expertise. But we do have invested heavily over the years in, in our CRM or our computer system in-house, which enables us to search the markets on behalf of the customer. Yeah. We put the information in and, and we get back a market analysis of, of prices and then we choose the most suitable product, which sometimes isn't always the cheapest, but sometimes it is. It, it really does depend on the, on, the, on the profile of the customer and of the, the product that the insurer is offering, you know. Mm. So, so it does happen that way. We start to, For motor insurance, it's about 14, 15 insurers come back with quotes any particular time. And some of them would have multiple products. Yeah. So you could be looking at a screen with maybe 20 or 30 quotes. And um, our listeners know that uh, we did talk with Mary from your company extensively mm. to organize our car insurance before yes. coming to Ireland. Uh, having known the vehicle we were going to purchase, that significantly helped. Yes. Uh, yeah. The How much she knew about what type of insurance any one person would need we thought was spectacular. Mm -hmm. Like she didn't give us all 30 options that you mentioned. Exactly. She picked the best ones for us. So Exactly. Yeah. Mary, we, Mary joined our business in 2006 when we uh, acquired a local broker and, and Mary was working there at the time. So she came in with us that time. And, and my God, you know, from the get go, I knew that Mary was special in that she knew she had a wonderful way with people. Mm. And you can't, sometimes you can't teach that. You either have it or you don't. And she had insurance knowledge, but she also knew how to deal with people in a special way. She doesn't, Mary doesn't waste time. She understands how to get to the nub of something and provide solutions. And that's, that's, that's a great talent to have. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. I'm sure all of your other employees can say the same thing for themselves as well. Absolutely. Everyone has their own wonderful attributes, you know? Yeah, that's it. So let's talk a little bit about insurance because hmm. our listeners Again, we'll know that we've been talking extensively about the car purchase process because coming from Australia, where it's a little bit different, uh, I think I've said mm -hmm. backwards on occasion, uh, usually insurance is the last thing to consider that you want to yeah. get at least a cover note before driving the car yes. off the lot. But technically, you don't even need to have insurance mm. in Australia on a car. You probably should, yeah. but you don't need to. Yeah, yeah. So- uh, in terms of from your perspective, mm. getting insurance before you even potentially purchase the car, is that yeah. a recent change? And how has it been for you guys to be the mm. first port of call for anyone buying a car? So third-party motor insurance, which is the kind of insurance that matters if you hit somebody, that's a legal requirement in Ireland. So you can't be on the road without it. Uh, comprehensive cover would cover the car that you were in and own if that crashes. So if you hit a wall, comprehensive covers you. If you hit into me, comprehensive will cover your car. Third party will cover my car if you are at fault. Mm. So third party is the minimum requirement by law. And that's all you will be asked for should you be stopped by uh, a member of the Gardaí or, or whatever. But nine times out of 10, the minimum cover that's offered by insurers at the moment is actually third party fire and theft. Mm -hmm. uh, third party seems to be a thing of the past and third party fire and theft is perfect for older cars perhaps or if there is a gap in price between 
third-party fire and theft and comprehensive. So in other words, if you have a car that's worth 40000 you should probably really insure it comprehensively. Yes. And that's also to, if you have to write off the car, there will be either a market yes. value or an elected value that you would get back Correct. if you couldn't. That's right. So at the moment, uh, well, it's funny how, how COVID has changed the world in so many different aspects. Mm. Um, everything almost has to be prefaced with a, well, before the pandemic. So before the pandemic, um, it would have been pre-accident value. So if you insured your car for 40000 and you crashed it a week later, and the assessor might say, well, the pre-accident value here is actually 38 because we've searched similar vehicles and that's what it is. And it might be a bit of negotiation around that. What's happened since the pandemic is the value and price of second-hand cars has rocketed because of supply chain, mostly. Yes. So as canal issue added to that, the technological side of things coming out of China for the computers in the car, the chips, there's been a delay in those. So buying a new car takes a lot longer now. Mm. Hence, the second-hand market is squeezed and there isn't as many of them. So the values go up. So yeah, value can be a bit of a bit of a dogfight at the moment, but it should be insured for an accurate value would be the, the best way to describe it. You know, going on the cover there, like simple little things like even an older car, Matt, if you had third-party fire and theft, you can add windscreen to that kind of cover, okay? Mm-hmm. And windscreen cover might cost you... 25, 30 quid. We always recommend it. A windscreen can cost you 350 euro to replace. Yeah. So, you know, some peop- sometimes people, if they're not going to the right places, can, can press the wrong buttons, you know, penny-wise, pound-foolish. If it's 30 quid to add it and glass cover, you know, a windscreen now, okay, a standard windscreen could be 250, 300 quid. Windscreen in an Audi with all of those sensory type things, many hundreds. Many, many hundreds. Yeah. So it's important to get the right advice too, you know? As someone who's, well, not started, I have been over in Ireland a couple of times and been fortunate enough to be added as a named driver on my mother-in-law's vehicle. And having driven in the the Irish countryside, any of the city slickers listening probably thinking, well, there's no way my (laughs) windshield will break. But with the variance in the roads in Ireland sometimes... Like if you've got a good motorway, maybe you wouldn't consider it unless it was a little bit bumpy. But Mm -hmm. if there's any chance that something could fly up or off a truck, definitely a consideration. And uh, so here as well, you might be familiar with the the NCT system, uh, essentially an MOT system for Ireland, whereby the older cars have to be tested. I think it's every two years. My own car has to go in every two years. But if, if when it's over... Five years, four or five years, it has to go in every two years, something like that. So you'll get pulled on a on a damaged windscreen, actually. Right. So that's part of the NCT. It is, yeah. So that okay. can be an issue. Uh, we've seen that a couple of times. It depends on how, how badly it's damaged, obviously. And another thing I spotted there only the other day was someone was selling their car and, and trading it in for a newer model. And the garage man said, you have to fix that crack before we do our deal. That's interesting, because usually it's the other way around, isn't it? Yeah. You see, the world has changed again. The gar- This garage man was putting it back onto the customer to give him the perfect car. He wasn't going to deal with that windscreen issue because he knows there's probably a time delay in getting it sorted. Yes. That, that was going to be <laughs> yeah. part of my next question as part of it. Not, oh, okay. Not necessarily related to the insurance, but the NCT and registration being a part of that as well. Yes. One of the first things that you need to 
to get sorted before you, you potentially think about driving the car off the lot as well. Mm. But again, it, it's interesting that time is the thing that's mostly considered yeah. as part of this purchase process as opposed to the money. Like that, that garage owner wasn't thinking, if you knock a few hundred off the price, I'll take it. Yeah. But if, if time is money and it's taking him three weeks to NCT the vehicle because he bought it. That's right. Yeah. It, it's really interesting over here compared to Australia. Uh, there's been time lags and delays everywhere currently in, mm. in the system. The system is choked post-COVID. How long it will go on for is anybody's guess. I don't know. There are, you know, there are time delays with licensing system as well, which is we'll probably get into shortly because that's another bit of a, an issue. But the NCT, yeah, there there are huge delays in NCT. Now, mind you, if you're buying a, a second-hand car in Ireland, if you're returning home, you should check that it is actually NCT because the garage garage owners have. I won't say they've got a fast track to the system, but they can certainly get vehicles NCT'd quicker than you and I can. And that's just the way of the world. Mm. And, you know, a vehicle that's NCT'd for six months or a year, it's a better buy than something that isn't, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And in our circumstance, we purchased a vehicle that had been imported from the UK. And so Mm. it had to be registered for the first time by the garage before we could buy it. So that was kind of a guarantee for us as well that... We could be yes. sure it was NCT'd, sure. There you go. But yeah. yeah, it is good advice to check that stuff. And I guess it would all be paperwork, wouldn't it? There you go. It is. It's Everything is paperwork. But it, I suppose one should always uh, give yourself longer because these things take a little bit more time than one would even imagine, actually. Yeah. Right. So in, in your experience then, at least as an insurer, if not as a mm. personal driver, from mm. the finding and agreement to purchase a car, secondhand or otherwise, until the time that you can get the wheels on the road and it's your vehicle, how long do you think that time would generally be on average? Oh, it shouldn't. Like, once you find the right vehicle and everything ticks the boxes, most of the vehicles in, 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 in garages at the moment would be ready for road. Okay. So so that's the easy bit. Okay. You know, and and... You can buy the vehicle immediately and send a change of ownership form off. You don't need that back before you drive the vehicle. It needs to be insured, obviously, beforehand. But no, the, that wouldn't be the, the greatest delay now once once you've got your eyes on the right vehicle and do your deal with, with the motor trader. That's that's an okay piece, actually. Yeah. Give yourself a week anyway. A week. Okay. that That's pretty good. I would imagine. Yeah. Now, a lot of our audience would be... Uh, expats or repats, people choosing mm. to return to Ireland, maybe coming to Ireland for the first time and thinking about purchasing yeah. a vehicle. Now, we can tell them from our experience in previous episodes mm. that uh, there was a no-claim history that you should probably get from your yeah. pre- previous insurers. Uh, do you have any additional guidance on that and any of the documentation that they should prepare either before coming or have ready before they come so they can get the vehicle purchased? Certainly, if you've been driving in, in, in the country that you're departing from and you have a no-claims bonus or a no-claims discount history, that letter is crucial, absolutely crucial, because it will benefit you in your Irish policy. Um, it will give you a discount. How much of a discount will depend on what country you're coming from and how many years bonus and if there's claims, little things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. There is one little little trick in it that has, we've seen over the last few years. Uh, the policy in your departing country has to be cancelled. So 
if you ask for a no claims bonus today from your insurer met in Ireland, we'll say, he'll issue, they'll issue you with a piece of paper that says your no claims bonus is 50%, five years, and is live. And that's not what you want if you're changing insurers or, ch- or moving country either. So what it needs to say if you're coming for exa- from example Australia is Matthew's bonus is 50%, five years, and the policy was cancelled on the 11th of July, 12th of July. And that then is a piece of paper that's ready to go. So the advice would be to do that before you leave, obviously, uh, if possible, where possible. But it is it it, it is vital because we it can, cover can't be we can get quotes based on a live letter, but cover can only be uh, placed with that cancellation no claims bonus. That's the it's the golden ticket, really. I can only assume it would be because like a a criminal check or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you have a letter and you assure someone that they'll get the no claim bonus and then they total their car or mm. have to make many claims before they cancel their policy, that would affect the premium over here. Yes. And also, of course, from a, from an insurer's perspective here, mm-hmm. they need to know that this is the no claims bonus and that it's not going to be used on a car in Australia at the same time, which would be fraudulent from their perspective. Because you'd be doubly using the one no claims bonus, which like when we get in the bonus from a prospective uh, client, we then have to verify that that no claims bonus is correct and above board and cancelled. And there's a bit of work involved in that, um, but it, it is necessary. And it, it's, it's crossing, crossing the T's and dotting the I's, you know, it's, it's, mm. it's, it's a paper trail and it is necessary, of course. And it, it, it would occur even, um, even with an Irish policy. It has to be cancelled. You can't, yeah, yeah. So that's a crucial piece of information. Certainly, if one was was obtaining quotes from us or anybody else for that matter, there's a certain amount of information you 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 do need, and that is, you know, your your license would be a big one. All drivers' licenses and pictures of the front and back, because they do give us a picture of the licensing info. That and some of that is what the policy is rated on. Mm-hmm. Other things, like everything, is data now, Matt. When we put the information into a system, it won't allow us bypass and get a quote without certain information. So name, address, obviously, air code, Irish air code, crucial. Everything is done on air code now in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So obviously it mightn't be your final destination after a number of months in Ireland, but we do need an air code for day one, as it were. So that's very important, driver's occupations. Then you're getting into the nitty gritty, the car. So we discuss cars, right? Mm-hmm. To get quotes, you really do need car registration number examples. Carzone.ie, you know, trawl that, search for the cars that you're looking for. Not all of them will have license numbers pictured, by the way. Some of them will be blanked out. Mm. But there will be some there. Write down a few. And they're your examples to begin with. Nothing is guaranteed. No, There's no guaranteed quote un- until you get the final registration. There, there's, there's reasons for that. So... When we put in the car registration number, I've been told there's 200 pieces of data behind that ridge. Now, we don't get to see that data, but it's all taken in the background. It takes two seconds and it's done and it's, it's, it gets the exact model. There's no more searching. Years ago, we would have had to say, look, Matt, is there other numbers behind Ford Focus? And you'd go, yeah, it says V562. And we'd be searching, wasting time for ages. Everything is done now through a central database via the registration number. And there's a bit of history attached to all of those cars. 
I've often seen uh, some companies not quoting for a car reg, and all it would say is risk intelligence. Now, it won't tell us what it is, but perhaps the car was involved in a crash before. Perhaps it was used as a taxi in a major city. Mm-hmm. Perhaps it was involved in criminality. We don't know, but but there's a black mark against it somehow. And once upon a time, that did work in, in, in a friend of mine's favor. He rang me up and said, I want to change over the car there. Will you see how much it would cost? So I put in the rage. I said, geez, Garrett, they're not, um, they don't want that car. There's something, there's something up. Will you, will you go and check? He came back a few days later and said, yeah, yeah, there's a history with that one. All right. Uh, good that that was pointed out. I'm not, you know, he wasn't sure what the history was. Mm-hmm. It was likely crashed or something before, but this wasn't. All cards weren't on the table when he was buying the car. Uh, right. So it assisted him uh, in, in, in finding a different vehicle. Uh, so the car registration number, check it out on carzone.ie. Mm-hmm. That's crucial information. And just to clarify very quickly, that the pieces of data that you're talking about are some mm. things that are important for taxation, for example. Like that not only will you get the, the history, but you'll also get mm. uh, the emissions, yes, the power of the vehicle, all of which yeah. contribute to the taxing of the vehicle, which needs to be done every year. It does. All, all of those things feed into the insurance price as well. Mm. So in terms of car size, nine times out of 10, a two liter engine is going to cost you more to insure than a 1.3. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger car. It's a more powerful car. And, and you see, if you're coming with a foreign license to Ireland and a bonus that's not Irish, the larger vehicles, some in, some companies may not want to insure them because they're going, hang on a second, there isn't a full Irish license here. The system is reading it. This is it's kind of saying, is there enough experience here to drive a 2.3 on an Irish road? Mm-hmm. So certainly bigger engine cars, one should stay away from until one has an Irish bonus intact. One of the other things actually, now that you mentioned it, is, is the year of the car. Some of our major markets will only insure cars up to 15 years old, which is kind of, it's mad when you think about it, right? Because we have an NCT system. Mm. So the cars are NCT'd. So it's it's interesting that that a, an actuary from an insurer would then go, mm, we don't want a car from 08. We're not going to do them. Yeah. Especially from the Australian perspective, something, something that I'm used with my mm. brother-in-law one day is that there are very few opportunities for new Irish drivers to drive around that beat up thing that you're not too worried about, yeah. you know, scratching right. off the side of a pole or, you know, hitting the garage yeah. once or twice. God forbid the garage should get destroyed or something. But yeah, yeah there's no yeah. opportunity yeah. for drivers to have a yeah something that they can mess around with. Yeah. And that's that's something that's a cultural difference, certainly between Australia and here. I was in Australia many years ago and I was amazed at the, the, the older type vehicles, which nothing wrong with them. They were absolutely perfectly roadworthy. Mm. Thinking to myself, gosh, this may not happen in Ireland. There, there's one slight difference, I suppose. The reason for that is the insurers aren't really concerned about the damage to the vehicle. It's what you hit. Mm. So in Ireland, in the last 10, 12 years, uh, third party insurance claims have rocketed. The cost of them has gone through the roof. Take an example. If, if somebody uh, rear ends another car at a, at a roundabout, the car that hits into the back of the other one is, is automatically liable. If there's passengers in that vehicle, we've had an issue with this country that everybody will claim. One wonders how much of those claims were genuine. I don't know. I'm not casting aspersions. All, all we do know is that claims costs rocketed. 
maybe in 14, 2014, 15, 16, 17. And therefore, insurance costs um, rose also massively, probably too far, but they did. They're on the way back down again now. Claims are a little bit more under control. So the older car thing, if you think about it, the insurer is kind of looking at the older car going, okay, older vehicle, younger driver. Is he going to care about the vehicle? Mm, maybe not. But is he going to care about his driving? And th- that, I think, I think there's a moral bit of underwriting that's gone in there. Whether they're right or wrong, I don't know. But there are markets that will do everything. But yeah, the thing is, you don't want to limit your opportunities to get the best price. Yes. You know, uh, and that's one little tip I'd say, Matt, to everyone out there. Don't buy a car without getting a quote. We've mm-hmm. seen it happen. I bought the car. They'd be on to us delighted. You might insure it there. And we're going, but did you get a quote on, the, on this 1998 Toyota? Well, now it's 1,400 quid. Like, like they said, but the car was 1,300. <laughs> <laughs> that can, it can happen. It can happen. It yeah. makes no sense, but it's not the car the insurance company is concerned with. It's what you hit. Yeah, that's it. Because that could cost tens of, tens of, you know, yeah, tens of thousands, perhaps. I can imagine there'd be some guarantees with newer vehicles as well, where if, say, you did have a passenger that was making a claim against someone else's policy, claiming whiplash, mm. you know, they do a quick trip to the hospital, get a doctor to write something, yes, and then they make a massive claim. Yes, that happens. Yeah. But the insurance company can make a greater case for not fulfilling that claim if it definitely has seatbelts and, uh, you know, passenger side airbags and- you know, those kind of security features and, and guaranteed. Uh, yes, absolutely. And, and there's an awful lot of legislation that's been passed by the government in the last 12 to 24 months in Ireland to tackle the insurance claims crisis. They did call it a crisis a number of years ago. It was out of control. Mm. They've been working on it. Like the, the average motor premium in 2019 was seven, 800 euros. It's down now to an average of about 578. Now that takes into account every policy in the country. So these figures are kind of bendied about. Sometimes, you you know, averages don't really make a lot of sense because you've got a young driver who's paying two grand and you might have uh, a normal policy at 400 that the average is six or 700. The reality is that in the last 12 months, they've come down by 5% mm-hmm. uh, across the board, which, look, in a time of rising costs, inflation is running at seven. So where they're going to go, I don't know. But it's important to make things as easy as possible for yourself and tick as many boxes and give yourself the opportunity to get as many companies quoting when we when we feed in the information to come back to us you know definitely and that's where you come in to help tick those boxes that's it so just as a quick summary hmm. for anyone who's looking for the, the soundbite get your no claim history check what it is but make sure it's cancelled before you engage not necessarily engage but choose mm. to begin a policy they can obviously come to you before then to check yes of course we would recommend that yeah yeah just to see what the price is and what the history would be uh, from my experience gathering that claims history i would say mm. get five years or more would you say that's right that's it if possible yeah five years is 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 a full no claims bonus in ireland so you know some insurers might give a little bit more but five is five is where you want to hit if you can hit that yeah more great but you know yeah well i think i ran into a bit of trouble because i i got mm. my insurance in australia through a broker and they were changing policies as companies stopped offering insurance and some policies became more attractive due to prices i was getting older yes yeah i, I i've this is the first per- vehicle i purchased the one that we bought in ireland the first one that's older than the 2000s 
So that might tell you how much okay. I was paying for insurance. <laughs> Comprehensively, of course. Um, yes. But yeah, if, if you're someone who has gotten your insurance through a broker, get in touch with them as soon as possible. If you've got all the policies that are no longer in effect to try and get the that kind of no claim notation, because sometimes it can take a little bit more time than you expect. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing that Mary mentioned to us at the time is that it should be mm. on a company letterhead if possible. Is that right? Oh, yes. Yes. So the insurer, not the broker. Yes. In other words, if, if I was insured in Australia with Allianz, it should be on Allianz, not John Healy's headed paper, you know? Now, look, different states do different things, but it is likely that the most recent bonus will have five on it if you've been insured five years. So you don't need to go backwards, provided that it says on the 12th of July, 13th of July, whatever date it is, five years. Yep. So it's it's your most recent one. Well, where we find, I suppose, the interesting little arcs and things where you end up going down down rabbit holes is where you're trying to piece together driving history mm-hmm. that's maybe not a no-claims bonus. So if the policy is in your own name, it's a no-claims bonus. If you're named on someone else's policy, it's a driving history. Right. And you could be named. that. That's that's when you're talking about more letters if you change insurer every year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit of a minefield, but... Uh, we know how to deal with it, so you know we can guide people through it. Absolutely. But on that note, of course, it's not a requirement mm. that you have this stuff. Just that uh, if you can have that no claim bonus, it will reduce the premium significantly. It does definitely. Yeah. I can say in our case, it was almost half price. I think compared to there you go. Some of the yeah. Quotes. Yeah. 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 Uh, a full bonus should, if it's coming from the right uh, jurisdiction, give you a fifty percent um, reduction in the in the first price. You know, yeah, it, it does help. There's no doubt about that. Now for the cars that we're looking for, we want some example license plates from carzone.ie, say? Yeah. Carzone.ie would be one, you know, I'm sure there's probably ones on done deal and things like that. Carzone tend to, the, 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 the motor traders tend to post on Carzone, whereas I think done deal would be more of a individual sellers, but certainly off both, you'd be able to get registration number examples. Of cars made within the last 15 years? Did you say? That's what we would recommend, yes. Once you go older than that, you're cutting down the options available. Yeah. And as you you know as well as I do, that in, that then scarcity increases price. That's Yes. So you want to you want to get as much feedback as possible uh from each insurer. Uh one of the other little things, sometimes you you, you mentioned you had a, a car that was imported. That can be advisable, uh certainly if you have a driver that can't put together a no claims bonus, an import can work. The costs are obviously greater because you don't have that crucial piece of bonus information. But yeah, there are a few little tweaks that can be done to that. Uh, one little health warning on it, insurers don't like Japanese imports. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah. I'd say the, the ability to ensure the integrity of the vehicle might be a bit harder. Yeah. And again, there are markets, but you're adding more cost, cost on top of cost, and that's, yeah. And look, I probably wouldn't want to be driving a skyline through the back roads of yeah. uh, of, uh, <laughs> of Dublin or anything like yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah. cool. And the other question, questions that mm. are important are asking mm. if you're buying from a garage about the NCT or checking that it is NCT'd, and, uh, and probably from me checking uh, where you're going to be living and where you would go to get the vehicle taxed once you drive it off the lot exactly. as soon as possible, which was incredibly quick. Yeah, yeah, good. Sometimes sometimes things can be easy and work well, you know. Yeah. 
the, the, the taxing system is okay in this country. And they come out quickly, you know, the, the disc comes out once it's taxed. Yeah. And that's probably the final bit for anyone who hasn't driven or mm. seen a car driven in Ireland before that you have to mount those assurances on your windshield. That's right. Okay. So uh, yeah, we're, we're unique in that. I think I'm not sure what other jurisdictions do it, but mm. they've been talking. So what we do is we have a, there's a disc holder. It's a stickery type thing that's attached to the, to the windscreen. Mm-hmm. Your insurance disc goes into that, which confirms your insurance. Your taxation disc goes into that little circular disc and your NCT will go into that as well. And you'll find that if there's a Gardaí uh, road stop, they'll just look at your windscreen and wave you on if they're all um, within date. Mm. Uh, and if they're not, you might have a little conversation with them. But they've been talking for years, years. I'm, I feel old sometimes when I say we've been talking about these kind of things for 15 years, but they have been talking about it for an awful long time to get rid of insurance discs and move things more digitally and... There's a whole technological piece in the background that's been going on an awful long time. Mm. We still have insurance discs. I don't know will we ever see the end of them, but certainly yes, that they're around at the moment anyway. And they're 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 a vital piece of the the jigsaw. Well, it might be worth looking at Australia as a case example because mm. they've moved. They used to have a sticker on the windshield for the vehicle registration that was gotten rid of a couple of years ago. So it's all done mm. by vehicle registration now. Admittedly. The police probably have a lot of powers and maybe more numbers in Australia. Yes. Uh, yes. It all being digital, they have access to a lot if they have your license plate. So they can probably check yeah. all of that stuff very easily. They can. And we we have elements of that here. So the if a guard that pulls you over at the moment um, and he pulls up behind you, he does have certain information through your car registration. There's no doubt about that. But there are other pieces that need to be added to that to make it complete. There's a lot of work going on in the background um, with insurance companies and the Department of Transport to put that together. I know that fleets, so if you have a commercial motor fleet of, say, 15 vehicles on the road, those kind of vehicles have been fed into the Garda system already. So the cars will follow. It's just a bigger piece of work. It will come. I've no doubt it will come. It's just when. <laughs> yeah. You know. All right. Well, we've talked about stuff ad nauseum, and I realize you probably have a job mm. to go back to, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, just one last thing. Yeah. All of the gems you've dropped are perfect, but if there's one biggest mm. tip that you give anyone uh, who's thinking of moving to Ireland in any circumstance, mm. what would that one thing be? The one thing is the, is cancel the no-claims bonus, without doubt. Okay. It's, it's, it's the little piece that can trip people up. Mm-hmm. And if it trips you up, it's time and delays are a problem if you need to drive a car. That's, that's where that piece is. Or if you're in the air, yeah. you know, if you're coming back and that thing isn't cancelled, we're waiting on it. We can't pull the trigger until we get it. And then you're chasing phone calls when maybe it would have been easier to do it before you departed. So, yeah, that's a little, a little piece that maybe people don't, don't realize. So if you haven't done that. Don't expect to land in Dublin Airport, take the bus to the mm. garage and drive it to your yeah. parents' place. <laughs> no, you need you need that golden ticket. Yes, it needs to say cancelled on it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, John. It's been great to talk to you. You have been so successful so far. I'm sure you'll move on to bigger and even better things. And it sounds like you're heading the market in insurances in Ireland anyway, so people should watch out for you in any case. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks very much, Matt. Uh, really enjoyable talking to you. Thanks a million. And uh, we will uh, we'll strive to be as successful, you know, and drive things on. Super. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, John. Ooh.
So I think you'll all agree that was an excellent interview between Matt and John. And John is an excellent interview candidate, but Matt is also an excellent interviewer. You're brilliant, Matt. Well, he had a lot of great things to say. and Super interesting. Even I learned stuff in that interview that I didn't expect to hear about. So uh, I hope you all took as much away as we did as well. Well, I learned a lot as an Irish person, and I would think that I would know a bit about car insurance in Ireland. That being said, I've never insured a car in Ireland until we did it. But um, mm. yeah, there's a lot there's a lot in there that I think is going to be incredibly useful to everybody listening. So hopefully you find out something that you will use in the future to benefit you. Please, God. And of course, we would highly recommend Healy Insurances for getting your car insurance sorted. And part of the reason we recommend that as well is that we've been talking about a, a partnership, kind of a collaboration that we can potentially reveal to you in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. If you are thinking about insuring a car or purchasing a car, getting that insurance in the month of August, then hang out for a future episode of the podcast and we'll be able to tell you an exclusive deal that you will get because you're a listener of From My Home to Yours. How exciting. Exclusive. Exclusive. This might even be the first serious promotional deal Extraordinary. that Healy Insurances has done. Incredible. But they're just, <laughs> they're just that good. So They are fabulous. To be make, fair. make sure you come back for the next couple of weeks. Hang out for a special promotional deal from Healy Insurances. I've been Matt. I've been Bernadine. That guy was John. <laughs> from Healy Insurances. And Mary's name is not Mary Healy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this has been From My Home to Yours, Episode 9. Sláinte. Sláinte. Light the f***ing candle, everyone. And drive it safely, but also like you're late from us. Insured. And don't blatantly abandon this, your car, please. Please, with the love of God, don't do that. <laughs> Bye.